Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour Excel with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Emma Sexton, and also Natalie Campbell. Now, usually Harriet Minter does the really hard job of hosting the show, making sure it all runs to time. But this week I had to do it. It was a bit of an emergency stand-in after H had a fall, but she's doing okay. But um, hosting the show is hard, so forgive me if it's a bit wonky. Anyway, in this episode, you're going to hear from the amazing Hannah Wooten. Now, she's got a new book out called The Hormone Diaries. We talked about our theory on why we get PMS, and also she talked really over openly and honestly about what life was like living with a stoma bag. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Welcome back to the Badass Women's Hour XL. So our next guest has been a guest on the show before a long time ago and uh, we love having this guest on the show because she likes talking about our favourite topics. Last time she's talking about sex and this time she's talking about periods. Welcome to the show, Hannah Whitten. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. So you have a new book out. Yeah. Tell us all about it. It's called The Hormone Diaries, The Bloody Truth About Our Periods and just contains everything from all you need to know about periods and then contraception and then also digging into some of like the lesser spoken topics such as um, when things might not be um, going as well, like things like endometriosis and PCOS, um, also um, the trans experience of hormones, yeah, all sorts. My yeah. mum wrote a bit about menopause in there. <laughs> Interesting, because there there is lots about hormones, and I, and there's lots about the female body that I just don't think has ever been mainstream. What, mm. what made you want to write the book? So it originally started as a, a series on my YouTube channel, so back in I want to say 2016 let's just go with it 2016 I came off the pill and I'd been on the pill for seven years and I think a lot of people were kind of feeling this um there was just like this kind of cultural shift I think of like hmm what is this pill that I've been putting in my body all of these years and actually what does what are my body's normal functions um and so I thought I'm gonna come off the pill document this process of um, oh because also during that time I had no periods um so I was like will I ever have periods again um and yeah I came off the pill and made a video about it and documented my process of learning about different kinds of contraception the return of my period um trying out new products 
um, when I was having periods as a teenager, didn't know about menstrual cups. Yeah, so that I. was a whole journey. I remember your video <laughs> when you first tried the menstrual cup, which was hilarious. It actually put me off trying one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the opposite of that. I'm still open to it, but I, yeah. just need, I just need a little bit more. I would time. after, obviously that video was like me using it for the first time, <laughs> yeah, which it, it can be a bit of a, an experience, but having used it a lot more, I'm like, oh, big fan. Yeah. Um, would you ever go back on the pill though? Now you're off it so. and now you've done this research. <laughs> So what happened was, um, turns out my boobs ache loads before I have a period. So the pill had clearly been subduing those right. PMS symptoms and my periods were really irregular and my boobs would ache. They, they would just get swollen, heavy, so painful for two weeks. Oh. And just clarify for some of our listeners who might not know what PMS is. So PMS is premenstrual syndrome and it's basically a whole wide range of symptoms that can occur in the weeks before and also during your period. So boobs hurting is one, um, abdominal pain, back pain. Zero tolerance for anybody. Yeah, so like, mood, like <laughs> mood related PMS stuff as well. Um, and for some people it can be quite mild, um, for other people it can be really, really severe. Um, and obviously the symptoms vary from person to person. For me, it was the boobs and in the end, I could not handle it. And so I actually ended up getting the coil, mm -hmm. uh, the hormonal coil, hoping that because it was a similar hormone um, in it to the pill that I was on, it would have the same effect and it has. So very, very <laughs> glad I do not have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. And what else did you learn when putting the book together? Was there anything, because you know, you obviously cover a lot in this mm. area. You do your YouTube videos. Mm. Um, what Was there anything that kind of surprised you when you put, put the book together? Yeah. So, because with the series, it was all about my experience. And then with the book, it was like, okay, I'm going to consolidate like everything that I've learned and other people's experiences as well. Um, I did a lot of um, research into like what is out there in terms of male contraception mm. as well. And then also just really trying to figure out why PMS like exists. But no, still a mystery, apparently. Really? It's yeah, it's, it's it's just to do with hormones. So it's yeah, so it's a change in your body's hormones. But it's like, why? Like, why is that then making us suffer? Like, what is the yeah. point? Like, what's the point of the suffering? What is the point of the suffering? Yeah, no, that's um, true. Because our bodies are really smart and really mm. clever. And most of the time when our bodies are functioning properly, they're actually helping us out. Yeah. I feel um, like it's almost yeah. the morning the body goes through. I feel like the beginning of your cycle, it's like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> right, we're all ready. We're ready to make the babies. And then when that doesn't happen, it's like, oh. Well, so that, that is my theory. It's yeah. like, there's Just no there's no research. I'm like, come on, come on, scientists, please do this research. But my, um, my hypothesis is that it is your body it's throwing a, a ten temper tantrum because it's not gotten pregnant. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's like all that hard work. I made you look great. I made your skin look amazing. I made you look so yeah. fertile and you yeah. just wasted it. You felt amazing. Your wardrobe looked great. And now what? <laughs> it's all for nothing. Which, which is fair enough. And I'm actually pleased that we're having a conversation about hormones because even when you came on the show, while, you know, this wasn't a mainstream conversation. I think we were just mm. getting into talking about periods. We were not talking about menopause. Uh. We were definitely not talking. Well, we were, we were probably talking about vaginas. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but having a book on the shelves that 
women and girls can pick up and start to educate themselves yeah. and have language. And that has period blood on the cover. Does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Great. Some white underwear with some red stain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so how do you think this is going to go down in bookshops? Because we've heard stories about Instagram not allowing certain visuals. Mm. You know, do you, will this be pride of place in a good retailer? So, you know, Foils and Waterstones and WH Smith, will they be putting this out? proudly i've um definitely seen it in waterstones mm-hmm. um and i th- i think that it often where um what books get kind of like pride of place and stuff it comes down to the booksellers and i think booksellers are amazing mm-hmm. like but they're they're kind of on it sometimes um i find my book in like the wrong age section <laughs> i'm like oh no it's not quite for eight-year-olds <laughs> like, oh, let me put this in this section um but um i've I think I've been really lucky with the people that I've worked with on the book so that it is getting out there and, mm-hmm. and people are seeing it. Um, but yeah, it is weird. With my with my first book actually doing it, um, someone recently brought my attention to um, a thread on Reddit because someone had posted a picture of um, this American woman's Facebook post of my book in um, an American bookshop and her ranting about how inappropriate it is and I was like yes I've made it yeah. <laughs> someone, someone has complained made someone angry yeah I was like yes <laughs> out of all the all the topics that you talk about and I, I think you really have been amazing I remember the first time you were on the show and just the way you talked about things but also how informative you were mm-hmm. about anything that you put in your videos what what are the topics that you get the most reaction yeah. with because your target mm-hmm. audience is what age group like um 18 to 30 yeah yeah and then what are the videos that have done like the, the most yeah, most views oh. or get the most kind of reaction good or bad so recently um a lot of the stuff around boobs and bras seems to be getting a lot of reaction because i've got quite large boobs and i think that we there's a lot of struggles that, that come with that that are, aren't often talked about because sometimes they can be like hypersexualized um and also like hypersexualized in one way but then also like admired as well or like strived for mm. and so i kind of like to be like hey it's not it's not great all of the time um by the way um and i doing like um giving advice for people who have um big boobs in terms of like getting bras fitted and um I don't know, just making it as comfortable <laughs> as possible, really. Um, I did a, a video recently that was like um, not wearing a bra for a week mm-hmm. and kind of like seeing how that was. And yeah, that went down really well with my audience. And then some creeps on the Internet found it. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what was that like not wearing a bra for a week? If you're it, quite... Lots of boobs sweat, to be honest, because I did it during a really hot week, stupidly. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, it, it was, it's definitely um, made me, I think, wear bras less, actually. And also, I always thought that someone with big boobs not wearing a bra was, like, just not um, an option for me with, in clothes and things. Because there was just, like, nothing that would, like, look good or make my boobs look good or whatever. Um, but I feel a bit more, like, relaxed about that now. Yeah, I, I read somewhere that we shouldn't even be wearing bras, that our boobs are just designed to just hang the way they hang. you've said this before and I, I, yeah you, you have and it is a it's a it's a conscious thing so 
I like to not wear a bra mm. and I, I'm not massively endowed at all. But there is a thing where you can tell if a woman is wearing a bra or not. Yeah. And it's something yeah. that we put on, well, ourselves, but also on society. And that when you wear a bra, your boobs are structured. And so therefore They're they sit in a certain way. Yeah. And when you're not wearing a bra, I don't care how great, you know, great upright they are. You can just tell that someone's not wearing one. And for me, that's the consciousness for about 30 minutes, maybe, that mm. people can see that I'm not wearing a bra. And then you forget about it. And then, then I forget forget about it. But it's that thing of what do people think about the fact that I'm not wearing a bra? It's a really mm. weird, um, I guess, way of thinking because it's a piece of clothing that they can't see anyway. Yeah. And, and also, I think whenever we get into our heads about how other people are perceiving us, mm. I always try and fall back to they don't care. They're more busy thinking about but what people think of them. Yeah. yeah. And the only person during that week that I did it, the only person who noticed and said anything to me was my mum. Really? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you know, mum. Yeah, classic mum. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, mm, are you not wearing a bra? <laughs> Mums are so good at that. Yeah. We want to uh, keep talking to you, Hannah, um, after the break. The Vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. You're- Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio, the home of Julie Hartley Brewer on breakfast, Matthew Wright at lunch, and Eamon Holmes on drive, with your hosts tonight, Emma Sexton and Natty Campbell, until 10 p.m. And in the studio with us, we have got YouTube sensation, Hannah Witten in. <laughs> Hello, Hannah. Hello. So before the break, we were talking to you about your new book, Hormone Diaries. But also, last time you were on the show, after the show, you went through quite a, a dramatic, life-changing event can you tell us a bit about what happened um yeah so i have ulcerative colitis which is a form of inflammatory bowel disease and i've had that since i was seven um and basically in december january 2017 2018 was it that year well yes i'm like what year was it um i had a really bad flare-up it was like the first one i'd had in 10 years um, and was in hospital for a month and I had to have emergency surgery to remove my colon 
and I now have a stoma bag. Um, and then I had some more complications, and five months after that, I had to have another surgery. So 2018 was not great for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a bit life changing. I feel like because I have talked about it so much, I'm just like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and like, have I you might pro- seem have fun- you processed it now though? The fact that you are you're talking about it a lot, but yeah. really, do you feel like you've processed that? Because that's a that's a big thing, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I I do feel like I have. Um, obviously occasionally have like down days still and um it's i don't know it's a bit of a weird one like most of the time i forget i have a stoma and then i'm like go to the bathroom i'm like oh yeah um but my partner and my family and friends have been amazing um and then talking about it online has actually really helped as well like one of the first things i did after surgery and i was like not feeling ill anymore was like grab my phone and like try and find other young women with somas who were talking about it online and um and just like living their best lives and i found some like women my age um with stoma bags and that was so helpful for me to like read and watch what they were doing and saying and connect with them yeah so i was gonna ask so yeah we teed up some uh, lovely tunes to, to see you <laughs> in and one of the things that I remember, and in, in, you going into the process and coming out, you chronicled it. You shared videos, and there was one I remember. You, you know, you looked unwell, mm. and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" How do you make a decision to say, "I'm going to share this, yeah. and I'm well enough to share this," versus taking a step back? And I think you did a bit of both. There were some points mm. where you were like, "Actually, I've been off. I've been off for a while, and now I'm back." And there were some where you were like, "I feel awful." Mm. Um, but you still you, you shared a story which, like you said, probably you know helps a lot of people. Yeah. So when I was ill and I was in hospital, like I was so ill, I like I described that time of like just being a shell of a person. So I did not want to go on my phone. I nothing like I could barely even talk to my partner and my parents who were like there most days with me in the hospital. Um, so during that time obviously did nothing um but didn't care (laughs) like did not care about doing nothing because i was ill and just that getting better was like the only thing that was occupying my brain if there could have been anything occupying my brain then um but then like literally the moment after surgery like Mm -hmm. obviously i woke up in lots of pain and like still all like um drowsy and like off my face from the anesthetic and all of the drugs and stuff. Did, um, you, did but, you know you were going to have the stoma bag before the operation or was it that the operation, they, they couldn't save your bowel and that was the only option? So no, I, I knew you? going into the surgery that right. that was what was happening. Mm. Um, yeah, but it, it, it was like a meds aren't working, we need to get you into surgery now. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, but the moment I like waking up from that, I was like, oh my God, I can have conversations again. Oh my God, my brain is back. Like, this is incredible. Like, yeah, because I suppose your intestines, yeah. you know, if they're not functioning properly, then your whole body just doesn't it just, function It properly. completely ruined everything. Like, all of my bodily functions, my brain was not working. And yeah, having the, the diseased part of me gone, it was like I got my life back. Mm. Um, and yeah and so i immediately was like oh my god i actually want to use my phone i like want to be posting and like just and really enjoyed that that like just connecting and like feeling like a part of the world again Mm -hmm. um and then after the surgery i was in hospital for another week and a half just like um recovering and and adjusting and everything and then 
I think I the first like YouTube video that I made was maybe like after being home for a week or two, mm. but that might have been the one that you've seen because I'm I look very thin mm. in it. I, yeah, yeah there, there was no rosiness in yeah. your cheeks, I must yeah. say. That, it, but I was very honest in that video, yeah. and, and it was something that I wanted to do. I remember before my partner left for work that morning, I asked him to take down my um, camera and tripod and equipment downstairs because I was too weak to like carry it. Oh. So he like got all my equipment like set up for me. I was like, cool, thanks. And then just like sit on the sofa. And that was like the most I could do like energy wise. And also at the time, I also um, like, I don't edit my own videos as well. Like I got, um, I have, have um editors that help me with that so it didn't feel like i was straining myself mm. all that much i just had to like sit and talk about what happened and then send it off for someone to do the work yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it's an ongoing i guess it's an ongoing thing because you chronicled that which mm. helps so many people you're now you know talking about hormones based on the fact it affected you do you um is there anything that you wouldn't share yes okay um I, I don't share like the ins and outs of my relationship. Mm -hmm. My partner isn't a social media person. Like they don't have any accounts, which is great. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sometimes I'll post pictures of us, but I don't tag him because yeah. he doesn't have an account to tag. Yeah. So I'm like, great. <laughs> um, but I um, usually I know where the line is mm. as I'm approaching it. Like I don't have like a fixed line or like fixed categories of yes, I'll share this and no, I won't share this. It just, it kind of depends like what's the context mm. and um, how much am I sharing and how am I framing this? Who's asking? Um, and, and usually like as I start sharing some bits as I'm, a, I can like, I feel the line <laughs> yeah, like as I'm approaching know. it. I'm just like, Oh, yeah. no, maybe, yeah. maybe, not maybe not that bit. And did you recently do a photo shoot with your stoma bag? Did you? Did yeah, you, yeah. So that last year I did a couple of photo shoots like in my underwear with the stoma bag. And um, that was very much like for me, yeah. like two of the photos, the ones from the Linda Blacker photo shoot. Mm -hmm. I have posters of them framed in my bedroom. Do you? <laughs> like, oh, right. it, and yeah. I see it every day. Like they're right by where my chest of drawers is and like where I get ready in the morning. And so it's, that for me i don't know is is really um i don't know like everyone should have like underwear photos of them in their bedrooms i think yeah <laughs> like I, makes me feel great every morning shot. yeah yeah like really beautiful <laughs> professional pictures like yeah look at me <laughs> yeah and will you always have the stoma bag then in terms of like this is your your life now in terms of um so technically the kind of stoma and this kind of surgery i had it means that it is reversible, which means I could get a J pouch um, somewhere down the line. However, there's a lot of complications and risks that also come along with that. And I'm kind of earing towards the side of having um, further surgery that would make my stoma permanent. Mm -hmm. um, the general advice that I've had from doctors and then also um, other people who have stomas or a J pouch is kind of like, if you uh, getting a J pouch is for people who can't live with a stoma, like for yeah. some people, it's just they hate it. They can't manage it. Um, they, they just really struggle with it for whatever reason. And I kind of feel like I've got my, my stoma. Is, her name's Mona. She's Aww. very, very well behaved. 
I feel like we've got yeah. the routine down. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because yeah. also, just there's, there's added complications and, and um, it is, it's a weird one though. I definitely like getting my head around having it permanent is, I don't know, something to process because mm. I'm always like, yeah, having a stoma tomorrow, fine. Mm-hmm. Having a stoma forever mm. feels different. Um, but that's, yeah, having that surgery is like a bit off in the future. Yeah, and I'm guessing they're doing a lot of research uh, mm. in terms of new forms of being able to recreate you know, colon and various mm. things. So is it also just a waiting game? A little bit. Um, there is a bit of a deadline on it, though, because um, the reason why I can have um, a reversal to make a J pouch is because I still have my rectum. Okay. Um, but my rectum currently has inflammation, which um, is a bit tricky. So sometimes it's like, let's remove it. Um, and also, the longer you leave just like your rectal stump in there on its own, um, again, not a doctor, this is just what I've been told. Um, chances of rectal cancer increase so there is kind of like a a window of when my doctors will be like okay like you you decide now are we thinking about getting this this done now but then the other thing is is that the whatever surgery i decide to have either the removal or create creation of a j pouch um my doctors have also informed me that after that surgery my fertility will dramatically decrease right okay so there's there's just a lot of there's things lot at play of like yeah. okay so before it so chance of rectal cancer but so bef- to stop that from happening uh, need to have rectum removed yeah um, but before that probably need to think about having children so yeah. it's just like it's a lot it's a lot of things yeah it's a lot and on a daily basis mm. you are well yes yeah I am well I love it <laughs> <laughs> which is very different to when you had chronic flare-ups I'm guessing yeah so because I had like 10 years of remission before the last flare-up my flare-ups were like every two years okay. like between ish between the age of like seven and 15 um I would have wow that's a lot from a young age to have to deal with that you've you know dealt with that colitis for a long time mm, it, yeah. I don't really remember life without it right. <laughs> I'm just wondering yeah. if there's another book coming that just, <laughs> that just talks about because I think there, yeah. there are lots of people that do um live with period periods of being chronically mm. unwell yep. And even from some of the things that you're talking about in the book, whether it's endometriosis or other, but they, they live with yeah. it and they adapt their lives. But yeah, I don't see those books on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. We kind of just have to figure it out from scratch. And yeah. there's an element of having to do that anyway, because everyone is an individual. Yeah. But people talking about it and saying, I'm living and I'm living well. And actually where I am now is so much better than when I was living in a in a place of chronic pain yeah like that feels like it's missing you probably already got a couple yeah, of books already in the pipeline but I just, yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting one because my condition like affects everyone who has it so differently mm. so some people it is um like a daily um or weekly or monthly thing that they have to manage symptoms okay. for whereas for me it was always like perfectly healthy absolutely fine oh my god horrendously ill for a couple months right, right. medication kicks in right i'm fine again and that would happen like every two years mm. but in between those times i was like a hundred percent well other than being on medication um but when it so a lot of people will have the symptoms but still be able to go about their day-to-day life and just making some adjustments whereas when i got ill i was like oh. i was out yeah. like hospitalized like can't do anything 
done. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? What are the next things you're going to talk to uh, talk to us about? Do you think in the future we've got sex periods, <laughs> stoma bags? What next for you, Hannah? I don't know. I mean, there's 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 so much, and I think also a lot of um, what I talk about it does come from like where I'm at in my life um and not making any plans right now but obviously as I've said um thinking about having children like because of my situation is something that I have to like be considering right now so maybe the hormone diaries series two (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show um when is the book out the book is out now is it great okay all good bookshops and online yes indeed. and then if our listeners want to find you or stalk you on the internet where can i find you um at hannah witten is the place to be oh you all your social handles match um twitter instagram facebook but don't bother (laughs) (laughs) but that's the important ones yeah (laughs) lovely thank you so much hannah thank you one two three four this has been the badass women's hour podcast with me harriet minter natalie campbell and ms sexton if you want to hear more from us you can come follow us on social media at badass women's hour hr um or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us we really need to feel the love Five stars should do it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.